Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. And welcome again to Growing in Grace. Hey, this is Joel along with Mike getting uh, together here for our weekly chat uh, about the grace of God and growing in it. Mike, uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, you know the grace of God during our past 132 or three programs, whatever it is. And uh, believe me, this uh, is a subject that uh, it, it's more than just a subject in the Christian life. Grace is the essence of of the Christian life. It's it's not just a mere subject. And so we could probably go on another 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 shows and, and never exhaust uh, talking about grace. And so here we are again on uh, on this program talking about growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's fun, Joel, because uh, it's a constant reminder. One of the reasons I like doing these programs with you, uh, not only uh, for the opportunity just to be able to share it with others and hopefully help them along in the faith, but uh, it helps me along just to talk about it. And I remember Paul, in one of his epistles, when he was talking about going to visit with somebody that he was writing to, he said, I'll be there soon and we can get together with so-and-so and, and, and uh, we can all be refreshed. I think Paul was looking for a refreshing. And, and I sort of feel like every time we get together, it's, it's that for me. It's a refreshing, a, a time to remind myself uh, to, to stay uh, rooted and grounded in the faith and to trust in what the Scripture says, that uh, God has declared me to be righteous uh, and all believers who are in Christ Jesus because uh, that's the path and that's the way that Jesus has made for all of us. And, and there's still this, for most of us anyway, there's still this desire to want to make sure that you're doing all you can <laughs> uh, to, to solidify that position, uh, to make sure that when you leave this earth that you will have, have done what is necessary to, to enter into eternity with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But he has already done what is necessary. He has made the reservation. Um, you know, if somebody makes a reservation for me at the hotel, Joel, I, I don't, and they, to, and they tell me the reservation has been made, uh, why should I try and spend a lot of time and effort trying to make a reservation that has already been made? Yeah, good point, exactly. It's, uh, and it's paid for. And, and so... <laughs> You know, they've made the reservation, they've paid for it, there's nothing left for us to do except enter in. And, uh, you know, that mindset, there, there's so many things in this, um, in this world system, and by world system, I include the religious system. And we've talked about this, uh, you know, the basic principles of the world, do not touch, do not handle, and all that stuff. You know, the basic principles of the world that Paul told us to stay away from, are you know the rules and regulations and trying to earn and maintain uh, our salvation that mindset that was with people such as you know the rich young ruler and and there were various people that came to Jesus and asked you know the same kind of questions that we're kind of talking about here what can we do what can i do to to you know maintain this you know to to get this reservation and to uh, purchase this reservation uh when like you're saying mike the reservation's already been made it's already been paid for. All we need to do is to enter in and to enjoy our stay. And, and that's, I think, what we're going to talk about today. You know, questions that people would ask Jesus about obtaining eternal life and how Jesus dealt with them. Well, some might say, well, you know, that reservation can always be canceled. Well, yeah, the, the hotel reservation can be canceled, but nowhere in the Scripture do I see where God threatens to cancel 
our eternal reservation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a lie. There are things that are misunderstood sometimes or perceptions, uh, sometimes based on the old covenant instead of new. Um, there's nowhere that would indicate that once you have been, uh, once a place has been declared for you in Jesus Christ, there is nothing that can take that away. And the, the scripture is so clear on that, it's ridiculous. If you just look at, I don't want to say the letter of the law, but if you look at the, the letter of the new covenant, you will see that that reservation is an eternal one. Uh, it's not temporary. It's not conditional. Because you see, this this whole covenant is not dependent on you and I and how well we can keep it. Uh, the old covenant was based on that to a certain degree, but not the new. Uh, God knew we couldn't keep the covenant, so he found a man. It had to be a man. He found a man, Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. He became the man who could keep the covenant, fulfill it, and, and uh, provide before the Father uh, a sacrifice that was worthy of acceptance for all of mankind. And it was a perfect sacrifice. And Jesus did indeed uh, fulfill everything that was needed for us to have eternal life. And, you know, the Bible says that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So God has joined his spirit with ours all because of faith and because of what the blood of Jesus has accomplished. You know, the question would be, how can God unjoin himself with anybody you know if god has done it it's been god's work it's it's god's work that has saved us and has brought us close to him and that's made us one with him and it's because of christ it's because of what christ has done so the only way for god to unjoin himself with us is if christ would unjoin himself from god and that's just not going to happen it's all a solid covenant it's a the foundation is solid and it's based upon the work of jesus christ and there's nothing that we can there's nothing that we could do to get in to, to, to be a beneficiary of the of this covenant and there's nothing that we can do to get out of it because Christ has provided everything. Well and I know we have a, a, a neat story and passage of scripture to get to here, Joel. <laughs> and maybe we will before this program <laughs> is over. But as long as we're uh, on this subject uh, that we've been talking about here and before we get to that passage, we just we get it backwards. There are so many traditional Christians, and tradition isn't always a bad thing, by the way, but sometimes uh, our our tradition has made the the Word of God to no effect in in our lives. And uh, what what happens so many times is that we go around and, like the Jews, try to establish our own righteousness. Now, here's the thing. All, All of mankind has been declared guilty before God, which is why Jesus came. We're all guilty. Does, does God want us to stop sinning? Does, does he want us to move on into something better? Well, sure he does. But, uh, you see, we, we kind of get it turned around here to where we, we come to Christ. He cleans us spiritually. We hopefully be, become uh, more familiar with uh, his, his love, his word, his truth, what has been purchased for us through Jesus Christ. And, and in the process of sometimes seeing changes in our lives. A lot of times, Joel, what people think is, as the changes take place, the good changes take place after we declare Christ as Lord, then suddenly our righteousness somehow gets established. Because I've talked with people before who would say that, well, if, uh, if somebody's had a conversion to Christ and they don't change, then they would question whether the conversion was real, whether they really meant uh, from the heart uh, what they prayed when they asked Jesus into their life. And, and I just think that that's a, 
uh, a modern-day theology that maybe has been going on for hundreds and thousands of years. I don't know. But I've heard people say that before. Have you ever heard that before where, where somebody would say, well, I don't know if they really had a, a genuine uh, salvation experience because mm-hmm. they haven't had a lot of good changes in their life. They still do this and they still live that way. But yet I, the Bible I read, Joel, tells me that they're still declared righteous, they're still declared holy, um, and, and hopefully the way I see it is if people uh, begin to understand God's unconditional love and grace for them, then change can take place. It doesn't guarantee it. We still have free choices to make. I just think God wants us not to stop sinning just because it's bad. He, 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 he wants us to be more like who we really are, mm-hmm. the, the spirit that we inherited uh, when we uh, came to Christ in the first place. The key to to this, uh, the, to the whole entire Christian life, is indeed backwards, I think, in, in a lot of people's minds. And, and what I mean by that is we in the church have focused so much on behavior modification, on, on changing behavior, when the real issue, the true issue that was between us and God, the thing that stood between God and us, is that we were spiritually dead. It wasn't that we did bad things. You know, the, the fact that we did bad things was just a fruit or a, a result of our spiritual condition. You know, a spiritual condition was that we were born in Adam. We were born dead to God. And so what needed to be what needed to happen is that we needed to be made alive to God. And what scripture tells us is that at, when we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and trust in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we're, we're saved. And when we're saved, what happens is that we are crucified with Christ on the cross and we are made alive then together with him. And that's the key that after having died to the law, which is another thing the Bible talks about us doing, the, the person that we were in Adam is done away with, is no no longer in existence, and we become a new creation. We're actually made alive together with Christ. And that's the key. We are now made alive together with Christ. And there's no way, it's, it's like we, we were a caterpillar, we went into the cocoon, and we've been made into a new creation, a butterfly. And there's no way for a butterfly to go back and be a caterpillar. The butterfly might still go back and behave like a caterpillar, might start crawling around and in the mud and instead of flying around freely, but that doesn't make the butterfly a caterpillar uh, because that butterfly has been made alive into a new creation, and that's what we've become in Christ, a new creation. And so the issue between us and God has been resolved. It's been taken care of. We've been made alive. That was the issue. We were dead to God, and now we've been made alive to him in Christ, and so once we do start growing in our understanding of that, like you're saying, and growing in God's unconditional love and in his grace and, and in understanding just who we truly are, that change in our behavior will become more natural rather than our the change in behavior becoming something that we try to do to maintain who we are in Christ, because there's nothing that we did to get ourselves in Christ, and there's nothing that we can do to maintain it. It's just a matter of the truth, so that we are a new creation, and hopefully as we get to know God and as we get to know who we are in him, uh, sure, things will change, but if the focus remains on, I need to change, I need to change, I need to, be, I need to change what I'm doing, the bad things that I'm doing and start doing good, we'll lose our actual focus on Christ when we think that our, our behavior change means that we're focused on Christ. But it's not. It's our, 
you know, we need to focus on the person, Jesus Christ, and who we are in him. And, and those changes can come so much more naturally, kind of like what you were just talking about, Joel. Instead of changing behavior because you're afraid of what God will do to you if you don't, um, or because you want to make sure that you're going to go to heaven, um, those aren't the reasons for, for behavior change. It, it'll come naturally as you begin to understand who you are in Christ. That's why we talk so much about identity on this program, because uh, almost every situation in life and victory in those situations will depend upon you understanding your identity in Christ, that you have been declared holy already, no matter how you live, no matter uh, how well you walk the Christian life. You have been declared holy, you have been declared righteous, and it's all because of what Jesus Christ has done. So um, one thing I'd like to talk about in a couple of weeks, Joel, is um, externals, behavior modification, those kinds of things, and, and how they affect our faith. Because Paul talked about people who are weak in faith. And I think that's something I'd like to talk about in a couple of weeks. It might surprise people to find out who Paul was really referring to when he was talking about people who were weaker in faith. I don't think it's the the group that most people would think of. And uh, next week, I know we want to talk about the rich young ruler, so we hope that you'll tune in for that. Yeah, indeed, and uh, we do thank you for listening this week. We, uh, The bad news and the good news here, we didn't get to what we were planning on talking about today, but the good news is that there's always next time. And, and uh, whatever way the Spirit leads and, and whatever, you know, whatever you know, just happens to come out of our mouths as we get together and talk about grace, I think it's always, uh, you know, I, Mike, we always have some good discussions, and so I'm happy the way that this one went. Well, we'll be back again with you next time. We uh, invite you to join us over at graceroots.org if you'd lo- like to get a hold of us. We'd love to hear from you. Graceroots.org. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 